feel that effortless that you experience or see comes after probably a lot of what we would consider austerities or disciplines or practices or, you know, and... It can look that way, but that's just how it translates here. It's always, when it translates here, it has, it has to be cast into a story, doesn't it? Yeah. Even when someone says it just happened out of nowhere, that becomes a story. So then you hear some teachers say what the event was, and then you compare that I didn't have that event, so I'm not where he's or she is. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Mine does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's out of time for it to be translated here is usually cast into a sense of time. So yeah. it has to believe, it must have happened because you practiced all these things and all that and all this. That's the way it makes sense to us here. Yeah? But is that, hap- is that not so? I don't know. I don't yeah. believe so. But it seems just percentage-wise, maybe, of, you know, if we're going to line up all the stories of people who, you know, have the same vast seeing, there's, there seems to be a consistency of maybe stories of people who have done certain practices or... But not all, I don't believe. Some people were like butchers. They were just cutting a big piece of pork and then the mind opened up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they try to find out how to sort of express something. So they found some vehicle like the Course in Miracles or something else that's sort of resonated with them. Then they started sharing through that medium. Yeah. So, you know. But yeah, a lot of people believe that. I can't say if it's true or not. It can be true here, but it's obviously not true. Yeah. But here it can seem to be true. Yeah? But the thing for me, it's like nothing ever happened. So there was never a Paul in there that was being like worked on by whatever it was thinking was doing. There has never been a Paul, period. Yeah? So, in fact... The whole story about whatever I was doing prior or whatever is just a story because there was never been one to have a story. I mean, that's obvious. But I yeah. guess if, if we're going to focus on the story, let's say, rather... Well, here we do, and it's that's yeah. sort of okay. like... This is like a movie, so when yeah. things come... if Let's say there was just all there is is happening. How would you cast that into a movie? You know, if you're going to make a movie about all there is is always just happening... You would make it like there was a process and a crescendo, and then bam, it just happened, what's always happening. It just happened. And then something, my, the mind opened up at that one moment, which was always the same moment. Oh, but it's So in the movie, it would look a little different in translation than what actually so. So this is a movie, isn't it? Really, it is. The mind is making up a story. And so, and everything it comes in contact, it will probably make up a story with. So if it takes, comes in contact with, like, incendiary awakening or whatever, it's probably going to, well, he found a box of matches, and he was practicing with those matches, and he was standing next to a gas can, and whoosh, incendiary awakening. So there will always be, like, a lead-up and what happens, don't you think? But is that so? You know. Here it may seem to be so, but it isn't so. It's seemingly so. What never happened could never happen. What's always so can never not be so. If you get a flavor of seeing, it's obviously that it's not a happening. It's not like something that wasn't occurring and then suddenly is occurring and then it's not going to be occurring. 
there's a real sense of it's not having any sort of time uh, constraints, yeah, or any beginning or ends. Now, who can know for sure? I don't know, but a flavor is that it's not of that ball game. Yeah, that it was a beginning, and if something has a beginning, it can end. But seeing is just an incessant onness in a way. So where is it that you enter now? And obviously, where did you think you entered it in the past was now. And where you're hoping you'll enter it in the future is now. Literally. Why the time while you're going to the future is now, 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 now. And you never arrive at a place called the future, it's always now. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a weird feeling? That you know, your mind has it cast as a, a an event somewhere else called the future, but when you arrive there, it's now. Everything always has that same feeling of nowness be it 10 years away or a minute away or 20 years away. Like when I fly back to California, it looks like it's tomorrow. Yeah? But when I fly and hit San Francisco, it's now. Yeah? And when I'm on the plane, each moment I'm waiting, I could be watching that plane where they drive you crazy with the map and you, you're hoping that you fell asleep and you wake up and it's only moved like one sixteenth of an inch. Why would they put that up? It's a mental fucking, that water torture, you know? Jesus, we moved one twentieth of an inch over the Atlantic. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah? But there's, that's a now. Now, now, now. The, the wanting it to be a later is a now. Yeah? And when you get to that place you wanted it to be later, is now. So, the, the, the constant interpretation over the now gets really thin after a while. You see that... <laughs> I mean, really, you just see the obviousness of it. That the mind's idea of past and future is just that. It's just made up, and it can't erase the game board, or the playing field, which is only now. So it just makes up lines on it, yeah? It says, this is the 40-yard line, and we better punt. This is be better on the 20-yard line. And I'm running. <laughs> but basically, it's just now with demarcations and lines and this and that. And that's what mine's doing. It's trying to cut an uncuttable pie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, this is then and there, and now and later, and closer and farther, and disconnected and connected, and let's just cut up everything, and now, okay, I like that one, I don't want this one, but it's just one fucking huge pie, yeah? And the mind's cut is the cutting it and thinking it, but it doesn't change a damn thing. When you get to that future piece, it's the piece you have now, yeah? That future piece of pie that the mind is making, a mythical arrival date, when you arrive there, it'll be the piece you're having now. And as soon as, I have this thing I used to do. I'd like to talk with this one. One of the ba- major movements of mind is here, there. Yeah? That's what it does a lot. Conditional mind. So let's say you're sitting here in this room. I'm in my little one-bedroom apartment in uh, San Francisco. And I'm quite happy. Everything's sort of cool. And I see there's a magazine on the desk, and I start reading it. And in the magazine, there's like a beautiful layout, a full-color layout of a beautiful couch. Yes? Beautiful couch. Now, I don't have a couch in my one-bedroom apartment. So I was just fine right before then. But then I look at this couch, and my mind, my mind goes, Jesus, 
that couch looks really good. And now it starts noting its, noticing its couchal state. I don't have a fucking couch. And now everything was fine, but now that it seemed to be couchless, it's not fine. Then you start thinking of everyone you know who has couches, who hasn't told you how great it is to have a couch, and you start presenting them. Why didn't they tell me? It would be great to have a couch. And then, the, then I look back at it again, you know, and I start thinking, you know, I bet you I'll meet a girl and I'll conceive my first child on that couch. That's where my whole life will start, from that couch. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now... I'm totally unhappy with the condition I seem to be in because it's couchless and it's unbearable. Where it was totally okay a second ago until I saw this damn little picture. So now, so now, now I leave. I want to leave this here because it sucks. Yeah. I don't want to be here because it's couchless. And my mind has made a, t- a, a mythical there, which is when I get the couch. So I start working towards the couch, and I'm calling my friends up, you know, hey, I'm, the couch is being delivered Saturday. Oh, we have a game to go to our laundry. You know, they know what's going to happen. <laughs> but I'm excited, so they're going to, I call up, and the couch is coming. I made room for the couch and everything, and they pull it in, and I, it comes, man, and it's a rush. My mind just, oh, I got my piece of pie. <laughs> so it sits on the couch like this. Great, and it's thinking I'm gonna be horizontal with my ex, my new girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, probably after. Yeah, like and then after about five minutes, it looks around the room and says, "Now I need a matching lamp." <laughs> so now the mythical there becomes a here, yeah. And now the here becomes unbearable, and another another mythical there is made by the mind, and really. My life is totally a movement towards an unbearable moment to an arrival date when everything's going to be great, but it never actually delivers the goods, and it becomes unbearable just as the place I left, and I keep moving, moving, seeking, 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 and yet there's never really any arrival, because I'm always leaving the arrival point, which is now, going to a mythical mental there. Yeah, that's called slavery. It's called seeking. It's called fucking... Just mental fucking slavery. Now, haven't you arrived? How many times has your mind given you a five-year Stalinist plan? When you go to college and you get this, you meet the girl, get the laboratory, you'll be happy. All right, you do that, then you're up on stalking charges. A couple months later, you've beaten the wife, and now you're in jail. All right, and then it just gives you another plan how you're going to be happy. But does it ever deliver the goods? Literally. Is it always on a time-delay plan? Well, you've missed one thing. You've got to get that, you know, degree and whatever. Okay, go back to school. It's fine to go to school, but watch the mind. It's a form of slavery. Yes. It, it promises you a lot, and you live on hope, but there's really no deliverance. Really. It's always in time. If you call up the factory and says, where's my happiness, joyousness, and freedom? It would say, oh. It's, it's lost in transit. Don't worry, we'll get back to you. Hang up, you know. It never, it's never delivered. It's, that's why you and I, are, most of us, are living, relying on a failed system. Why do you think you have so many excuses and rationales and blames? Only a failed system would need excuses, blames, and rationale. Something that delivers the goods don't have excuses because there's no misdelivery. They don't have blame. Yeah? They don't have to rationalize why you're not okay. But isn't that what the mind's doing all day?
reliance on mind, reliance on self, and it's unreliable, obviously. You live in interpretation, you miss the uh, Alan Vital of living, you know, that sense of tactile presence. And then, of course, you're seeking for its substitution, but ignorantly. The mind's telling you what's going to bring you a sense of what you already are. But it's got to be brought to you by something, doesn't it? me, in seeing of that, it's sufficient to stop it. If you see it, you must get a sense it's not you, and that stops its whole masquerade as being you. Because when it's taken to be you, your interest and attention is wedded to it. That's why you can't drag yourself away from those thoughts at night when you go home, when it's representing your day to you again and again and again, looking at it from all of its self-centered angles. You have no relief, so you take a pill, you do this, you do that, to get some fucking relief from it. Yeah? Because that's all it does is represent and represent and represent. You've missed the original presentation, which is consciously contact. So you have to get a mental representation of what that was that you missed. And that's solely missing the, the vitality of the awareness or the presence of conscious contact. And I don't think you're going to find a substitute for it. I really don't. I don't think there's an arrival place out here that's going to satisfy you enough to take this place of that, that sense of being alive. Maybe you will. I never did. In the seeking that happened here. I thought I could transcend this place through drugs. It didn't work out. I thought I could do it through spiritual practice. It didn't work out. There's no getting out of something you're not in. It's impossible. All you're trying to get out of something you're not in is being in it. That's how you're in it, by trying to get out of it. Anyone hear sound a lot in your head? Don't you hear that? Sounds? Don't you hear stuff? Present, like energy, just vibrating like crazy? I get that. That sound in your head is more constant than all the thoughts you have. If you want something to meditate on, meditate on that sound that's always with you. If you enjoy it, I've had it a long time. I enjoy it. It's cool. It's really deafening sometimes. It's just like. My attention just loves tending to it. Really, what's the solution to dissatisfaction? Satisfaction. You're not going to buy anything else, really. You may, you know, make it a mental, noble thing, but it it wears thin. You're going to have a total, perfect response when you're satisfied. When there's really peace and contentment, a lot of the bullshit that seems to be hassling you will cease because it's only arising because you're not at peace and you're not content. If you're not at peace and not content, seeking will only turn into another form of seeing called non-seeking. It's the same thing. 
seeking really starts when you're content and satisfied because that's what you were driven to look for truly
that, eh? You can move around the cabin now. Seat belt's off. Oh, 
Stop. 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 Stop.